welcome to Gender Forking, a Twilight Saga podcast. We made it. We <laughs> finished Eclipse. We made it. We did the damn thing and read chapters 26 and 27 of Eclipse as well as the epilogue. We really almost were. We're yeah. in Twilight years. Yeah. <laughs> if you will. <laughs> yeah, it's been almost a year since we started. <laughs> so yeah. Here, so glad to be on the other end, but the season isn't quite over yet because we will finish out the season by reading the second Troy Life of Bree Tanner. Yeah. Season's not over, but the book is over. So welcome to the end of Eclipse. Long and time coming. Long time coming. I was reminded in this section that we have been in the same like weekend. For, for, for us, it's been months. For us, yeah. Months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but before we get there. Yeah. The all-important mm-hmm. dying segment. Yeah. <laughs> this is probably the last one. This is the last drink swap ever. Okay. Yeah. And I came guns a Yeah. That's... There's a jello shot in the studio. Is there alcohol in this? Yeah. Okay. I must remind you that I am on call. It's a quarter shot. <laughs> <laughs> and... I'm not going to have the whole thing. You don't have to have the whole if thing. If I was on call, I would totally be taking of a course. jello shot right now. If... It's also under so set... Fun. So you might be able to even just have half. <laughs> it's a quarter shot. Yeah. That's so funny. It's green. So yeah. it's either going to be lime or green apple, maybe? It's lime. <laughs> Immediately. Can I guess the the alcohol? Yeah, you should guess the alcohol. Definitely smells a little bit like alcohol. I'm not going to be able to guess it. Is it... I mean, like, if I had to guess, like, just because of JJ making this, it's a tequila? It's not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did he go get alcohol for he this? Did. Is it vodka? Yeah. Okay. Smirnoff. Okay. Classic. Classic. Mm-hmm. I'll put him. that in your fridge and you can have it as a little reward when you're off call. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what I gave to you for drink swap last time, but here. Neither. It's tea. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't smell familiar. Is it mint? There is mint in it. Yeah. This is going to make me seem really stupid if it's the exact same tea that we had last yeah, that's time so and people funny. are going to be like, yeah. come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't have any memory. Yeah. Me either. I don't know if you'll be able to place it. It's lemon verbena. I feel like maybe I didn't have this. Okay. Then. But the, that it's it's really going to be. <laughs> but it's good. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Well, that was Drink Swap, everyone. I hope you loved it. I hope you'll never come segment. back again. Yeah. We'll, we'll do something else. We'll do something but honestly, else a great like... Um, if if you think if you can think about it this way, kind of a grounding exercise. Yeah, <laughs> at the beginning so of the true. episode, it would be a grounding Taste exercise this. if I wasn't bringing the most disgusting fucked up thing That's every true. single time. Like it's, it's always grounding for me because you're like, here's this hot tea, mm-hmm. um, and I'm always like, here's this energy drink. <laughs> That's fair. All right. Okay. Well, we have a fifty page section yeah. to finish off here with. So, so we're gonna jump right in. But we're first gonna do a little summary. Just to remind us where we left off, we just witnessed the horrible, dare I say homicide, of <laughs> Brie Tanner. Yeah. Um, Brie Tanner was just... Execution. Executed. Yeah, <laughs> executed um, by the Volturi. And we know that Jacob has been hurt. So this section is Bella waiting it out to reinforce her alibi with Charlie just to make sure that, like, 
everything goes off smoothly and then she's gonna go have a conversation with Jacob. First conversation post the ultimate betrayal. Mm -hmm. However, Jacob is also, you know, in bad shape. And then she's going to have an emotional breakdown and then she's gonna start planning her wedding. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which felt topical. And then the epilogue (laughs) is about Jacob. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So that's what's really going on in this section. Yeah. You know, with the intensity of the last section, when I opened it up and Alice is, like, essentially giving Bella a makeover, I was like, where are we? I know. I was like, (laughs) what happened? What is going on? But, But like, almost no time has passed. This is, like, a few hours after we left off. So why this is happening is because Bella's alibi... For where she was going to be, yeah. like, her story for the day is they were going to go on a shopping trip. And have a sleepover. And have a sleepover. I forgot about it. Yeah, because it was, it, yeah, yeah. Years ago at this point. Years ago, also completely fake. Yeah. Um, but she needs to, like, you know, go home in new clothes and convince Charlie that she had a sleepover with Alice. Yeah. And that she didn't try to sacrifice herself on the battlefield. Yeah. So. <laughs> Good thing she doesn't have a, a cut on her arm. I know. And somebody actually, somebody sent me, I think it was Luna actually, mm-hmm. Luna sent me a, a TikTok from a, a popular Twilight content creator um, talking talking about that exact thing about how she, she, she doesn't, doesn't do it. So like the, that's the another book. person who's saying, yeah, okay, I good, don't think good. that happens. That's so. a big movie, um, movie edition. Mandela effect then. almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So she doesn't have any injuries. This is like the first time that she hasn't returned from... That's true. (laughs) ...something completely... Well, I guess actually from New Moon, like when she goes to Italy, she doesn't get hurt. That's true, but she but does she disappear. Did, she disappears. So this is they they've actually finally pulled it off. Yeah. Like good heist. <laughs> this is yeah, this is really good. They've they've done well. Yeah. They're getting better every time. Bella starts this chapter by saying the counter in Alice's bathroom was covered with a thousand different products. How many do you think it actually is? Oh seventeen. Mm. No more. Yeah. I would say like a like a, a good haul yeah. from wherever. Uh, whatever yeah. beauty store I don't would have existed at the time. Well, if they conceivably like went to Seattle, yeah, Ulta, probably. Really, in two thousand five? Yeah, sure. Two thousand six? Sure, sure. Why not? I don't they know. went to Sephora. They, yeah, they went to Sephora. It's the Fenty they line. They went to the Morphe store. Yeah. <laughs> Alice using every opportunity to play dress up with Bella, even though they just had a battle, and Bella is not feeling it. <sighs> Bella yeah. wants to go to La Push so bad yeah, to make she, sure that Jacob is okay. Alice is like, you know, he's unconscious, like, yeah. drop it, basically. Yeah, and also, like, you need to do your due diligence and do your part to give your alibi to Charlie. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the most, that's your role right now in the scheme, and, like, you can't just do whatever you want first. <laughs> like, And she even says, like, part of being a Cullen is being meticulously responsible. Mm-hmm. And she's totally right. Like, she's Bella correct, is, like, yeah. feeling herself and, like, you know, for understandable reasons and, like, doesn't want to do any of the things that she really does need to do to, like, cover her own ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be something that she needs to figure out, like, how to balance, like, what her emotional wants are versus, like, what the, like, larger family's needs are. Yeah, how to not be the drama Mm -hmm. in the moment. It's, like, you know, arguably, like, yeah, she's the main character and, like, the reason that this is all happening, Mm -hmm. but she needs to, yeah, she she needs to get on board with the family agenda now that she's going to be a member of the family. Yeah. Alice tries to comfort her a little bit. She says, is there anything you want to talk about before you leave? You must be more than a little traumatized. Yeah. Theme of the entire novel, more than a little traumatized. Bella has just seen someone be killed for the 
first time. Like, she was around yeah. when James was being killed, but, like, yep. she hasn't really ever seen... She saw Victoria. She just, she just saw yeah, three people yeah, get killed. That's right. She didn't really watch Brie, but she was right there. Yeah. So yeah. that's traumatizing. And Jacob getting hurt and getting assaulted by Jacob. Yeah. So. So, she, yeah. 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 She's been traumatized. Just more than a little just traumatized a little, as yeah. understatement of the century, but mm-hmm. okay. But Bella's actually like, she. what she's concerned about is she saw a newborn vampire for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And she is like, am I going to be like Brie? Am I going to be like that? Mm -hmm. And she's specifically talking about her face being twisted with desire for blood. Wish that were me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And Alice is like, uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. But Alice makes a great point that like Bella's the first person that Alice has seen go through this transformation Mm -hmm. who has chosen this life. Mm -hmm. So that might have an impact, which... This foreshadowing, yeah. it's gonna, yeah. It's gonna, yeah, it or, like, whatever's wrong with Bella that yeah. makes her brain. Her special brain that she's got. Mm-hmm. She also says that Carlisle and Edward are down at La Push. Mm-hmm. They're at, they're in La Push. Yeah. They've crossed boundaries for this. They've crossed the border for this to take care of Jacob. He, as a reminder, shattered all the bones in the right side of his body. I don't know if shattered is really true. By getting squished. He got squished. He and got a little bug. Yeah, so despite him saying this whole time that he could absolutely take any vampire and it's no contest, he broke all the bones in half of his body. And be- even though he has these awesome healing powers that should hypothetically make him okay in any situation, his all of his bones started healing too quickly without, you know, they didn't Being reset themselves. in the right place, yeah. Yeah, so Carlyle had to re-break all the bones. Good thing they know a good doctor. Yeah. <laughs> like, hello? Yeah. Jacob is also, yeah, I think... Horrifying. Yeah, just... Yes, he did talk a huge game about how he would never be, like, he he wasn't even worried a little bit, and then, but the narrative's gonna shift here and be like, if Leah hadn't been being stupid. Yeah, it's Leah's fault. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. So, anyway, I, I think this, this, um, them being in La Push is huge, and Alice says that she believes that Sam is beginning to trust Carlisle, at least, which is big. That's big. And even Charlie later comments that that's a really big yeah yeah diplomacy and alice confirms something that we've been talking about this whole time but she can it becomes like canonically understood for bella in this scene that certain vampires powers don't work on her and some do and the ones that don't work on her are the ones that are inside of her mind and the ones that are physical or external are the ones that work on her so like alice can see her future and jasper can influence her physical, like, emotions and sensations, mm-hmm. but Edward can't read her mind, and Jane can't make her feel like she's in pain. So something mm-hmm. about her mind keeps keeps her safe from those things. Bella goes home to Charlie. She's just there to, like, talk to him and make him, like, literally make him dinner and not eat herself and leave, as if he couldn't make himself dinner. Like, literally, yeah. like, at the end of the scene, puts the dinner down in front of him and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Bella eat challenge. Like, okay. Yeah, literally, like, now of all times, please fucking eat something. Like, she almost froze to death, like, last night. Yeah, she almost froze to death. And, like, also, like, she's, you know, coming up on her final meals ever. Oh, my God. Yeah. If I knew I was going to be becoming a vampire, Uh I would be, like, I'm flying all over the world to try cuisine. (laughs) You're right. Like, there's probably lots of things that she's never eaten. And and she never will. Charlie is, like, being really talkative. 
And he also reveals to Bella... So, okay. This is hilarious to me. Charlie was there when yeah. everybody got back. Yeah. Charlie was with Billy. Uh-huh. And then the pack shows up with injured Jacob and, like, Carlisle and Edward are there. And everything is happening and Charlie is just, like, not picking up on any of it. But narrates yeah. his entire experience of it so that we can get it. Hilarious. Too. So, so funny. He, <laughs> Jacob was awake when he got home and was right. yelling and cussing mm-hmm. so loud. Even went so far as to say to Charlie, bet you're glad she loves Colin instead of me today, huh, Charlie? (laughs) What the (laughs) fuck? Charlie comments, I couldn't argue, Edward's more mature than Jacob when it comes to your safety. And that's pretty true. It's true. It's pretty true. So the cover story for this is that Jacob got into a motorcycle accident. Yeah. Which puts Charlie on his high horse a little bit, being like, I fucking told you not to do motorcycles. (laughs) Totally. He kind of gives us his entire day. His, we've never heard him talk this much, and it's so funny to hear him say his little phrases. Well, this is maybe the most exciting day of his last 20 years, if you think about it. Yeah, Yeah, sure. (laughs) He is, like, so close to putting the pieces together. I know. Like, so close, but so far, he's like, you know, I was out on the boat and Billy wasn't paying attention to me or the fish and then there were all these wolves yowling in the woods and and Billy was it was just turned around like they were calling to him and he didn't even hear me ask what he was doing. He was so distracted all day. And then he wanted to put the game on, but then he was just on the phone with everybody all day. It was just like, he's just going through how weird his friend is acting. And this like the wolves howling, like right outside the house. I like when he says that Billy was nervous as a turkey on Thanksgiving all morning. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In the same paragraph, here, here, there's two just insensitive things that he says about indigenous people. One yeah. is that he doesn't put stock in that superstitious crap, which mm-hmm. is, I mean, in relation to Billy, not just general superstition. And right. then, and then a Thanksgiving comment. <laughs> yes. Absolutely wild. <laughs> like, come, come on. Come on. That's oh my your bestie. God. <laughs> It's wild. Is I have to laugh. <laughs> then he's like, you know what? I totally forgot about this whole day because just when the yowling stopped, Jacob came in. But he's thrilled that the black family has gotten over that fool prejudice they have against the Cullens. Just that fool prejudice. And I'm like, could you be worried about the racism? Yeah. Instead, please, like, could please. you like I like if only he took his best friend's word and cared more about that yeah. than this. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just classic. prejudice. Like, it must be, it must have been really frustrating for Billy having this best friend, and then when this, like, you know, the number one threat to your entire existence moves into town, like, and you're like, I really... It's the same triangle. It's the same triangle with Carlisle and Billy and Charlie. Yeah, and just, like, having them move into town and having him be like, no, I really can't, I can't deal with this, and then Charlie being like, you are so mean, Mm -hmm. you just need to get over it. Yeah. And Charlie reluctantly says to Bella, and Edward was really nice. He seemed (laughs) as worried about Jacob as you are, like that was his brother lying there. The look in his eyes... (laughs) They're in love. (laughs) They are in love. And then we learn that Bella has already snuck off to see Jacob. As soon as Charlie had left. I think as soon as Charlie had left Jacob's. Oh, yeah. She snuck off to a push, saw him for a second while he was unconscious. That's right. And then left again. And then left again 
to go do her cover story thing. At the Cullens, yeah. And then is going back to see Jacob while he's awake. (laughs) Yeah, she says... He looked very breakable. Maybe that had just been my imagination, coupled with the knowledge that I was going to have to break him. Yeah. So Bella is once again like, I need to break it off with Jacob for good this time. But I don't understand how that already hasn't happened, because they've had this conversation at least ten times, it feels A like. A thousand times. And I know they kissed last time, aka it doesn't change he anything. assaulted yeah. her, but like... I don't understand how that was, cha- how that could, pu- why either of them would think that that changed the course of the conversation. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. No, you're so right. I don't know. Yeah. But she's going to go see him and have this just so tired conversation with him. It's the worst. Before, she's like running out the door. Yes. But Charlie stops her and is like, I just want to ask you a favor. It won't take long. I'm just feeling superstitious about hanging out with, after hanging out with Billy while he was being strange all day, but I have a hunch that I'm going to lose you soon. Damn. Damn. Charlie. Charlie. You know, I just feel so strongly that, like, Bella's, whatever's wrong with Bella's brain. She gets the, it from her parents. In yeah. sense. Is, is from Charlie because he, you know, his his brain is also different. Like, his, his thoughts are not as... Um, like concrete as some people's they're not as easily readable by edward mm-hmm. we know from Midnight Midnight Sun, Sun, I yeah think. and it kind of also feels like he has this this like very real hunch yeah interestingly yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like a weird combination of a couple things but yeah anyway his, yeah. his hunch is correct obviously mm-hmm. but he is like will you please just tell me before you run off with him or something mm-hmm. and she says yes so mm-hmm. bella gets to the push Carlisle and Edward have left. So, and like everyone's gone. It's really, it's actually just Billy and Jacob home. Mm-hmm. She goes in to see Jacob. Mm-hmm. He's in his tiny little bedroom. They're talking. Jacob, yeah, blames what happened on Leah being an idiot as if, mm-hmm. and he was like, and I have to be the idiot who saves her. So he saved her. So it's fine. Yeah. Okay, Jacob. He's on a lot of morphine mm-hmm. and he said, he, he says he feels stoned. So, yeah, I'll just take his word for that. Jacob reveals that he's been worried about Bella because this makes me so this is crazy. This I've is never just been so mad. This is life. just unreal. He says, I was pretty sure that he wouldn't actually hurt you, but I wasn't sure how bad it was going to be. I've been going a little crazy with worrying about you ever since I woke up. I didn't know if you were going to be allowed to visit or anything. The suspense was terrible. How did it go? Was he mean to you? I'm sorry if it was bad. I didn't mean for you to have to go through that alone. I was thinking I'd be there. Okay. What this communicates to me yeah. is that if the roles were reversed, mm. Jacob would have been mad at Bella. Yeah. For... Oh, definitely. So, like, of course he thinks, because it's how he would have reacted, he thinks that Edward is going to be, like, mad at Bella for kissing Jacob. Just, to the point of worrying about yeah. her physical safety. Yeah. And he did it anyway. Yeah. He did it anyway. He did it anyway. Yeah. And it's like, really, the, th- the threat to her physical safety is you. Yep. He said, I didn't mean for you to have to go through it alone. So he he knew that and, and he was anticipating there being a fallout. Mm-hmm. I hate this conversation. It so just much. shows over and over again, like, it's always posed as an option, like Bella choosing between Edward and Jacob, and that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. It's not what it is. Mm-hmm. Bella's like, no, he, was, he wasn't mean to me at all. Like, I wish that he was. He was, like, so nice that it was almost worse than being yelled at. And 
This Jacob's is crazy. Mad. Jacob's this... mad yeah. because he thought, at the very least, if he couldn't convince Bella to choose him, mm-hmm. that he would sabotage their relationship and that would still give him a chance. Yeah. So he's banking on Edward reacting poorly so that he can have Bella one way or the other. Yeah. He said, I can't believe this. He didn't give you an ultimatum or anything. Mm-hmm. He says, I was sort of counting on his reaction. Damn it all. He's better than I thought. Mm-hmm. And this, this hurts Bella's feelings. She's like, you know, Ed- Edward's not playing a game and and jacob says this is oh this page is so revealing this is one of this is like the worst page (laughs) yeah this is 594 for anyone who wants to look at it (laughs) right (laughs) um jacob says he is playing a game he's playing every bit as hard as i am only he knows what he's doing and i don't don't blame me because he's a better manipulator than i am i haven't been around long enough to learn all of his tricks so you're saying that you're manipulating her (sighs) Assuming what like one ass- assuming Edward is yep, and also being like, well, it's okay if we're both doing it, right? And like this is the way that this is the way to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand. Oh my god! <sighs> so he's says he's accusing Edward of being a better manipulator, and that's why Bella is choosing him over Jacob. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not of her own free will. It's because of who's a yeah. better manipulator. Completely stripping her of her agency. Yeah. Again. Yeah. It's like he's rationalizing in his head, like, oh, if Bella wasn't being manipulated, of course she would choose me. Because if I was the only person manipulating her, then she would have no other option. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you're just saying, like, you, it's all about the manipulation and your intention and not what she, what she thinks or wants or feels. Yeah. And Bella says, he isn't manipulating me. And Jacob says, yes, he is. When are you going to wake up and realize that he's not as perfect as you think he is? When Jacob would shit bricks if he could hear the number of times that Edward is like, I will disappear out of your life at a single yeah, word. Totally I misreading the situation. Yeah. I, will, I, I never wanted you to fall in love with me. Yeah. I, I want what's best for you. I'm gone. Say the word. Yeah. And you, I'm gone. <laughs> Literally. I disappeared. Yeah. And like the reason he's not doing that anymore is because his absence makes Bella more upset. So he realizes, like, Edward has has come to terms with the fact that they are in a consensual relationship (laughs) and have been. Jump scare consensual relationship. And and Jacob thinks that it's all manipulation because he can't fathom that Bella would choose Edward over him. Yeah. And Bella is angry, of course. Mm -hmm. And she snaps. Yeah. And she says... At least he didn't threaten to kill himself to make me kiss him. Mm-hmm. And she regrets it as soon as she says it. She says, wait, pretend I pretend that didn't slip out. I swore to myself I wasn't going to say anything about that. But why? Yeah. But why? You you should say it. You should yeah. say that. You should be saying that. Yeah. And you should you should be saying that. And then you should be filing a protection order. <laughs> <You should> just- <laughs> Get out of there. She shouldn't have gone over. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I get that she wants some... I, I get that she's, like, worried about his safety. And, like, that's the... that's What frustrates me is that that's why she went over there. She yeah. went over there to get some... To, to end it again. Yeah. For the 900th time because her wishes are never respected. Yeah. But she primarily also went over there because she's concerned about her friend that almost got squeezed to death. Yeah. Boa constricted. Yes. And every time she goes to spend any time with him, even if it's, like, you know, on her terms, like, she never gets what she wants out of it, and she always gets disrespected or assaulted. Mm-hmm. Hated. Crazy how Stephanie Meyer can conjure romantic love out of that. Yeah. And she's like, presumably, if we were to say that Bella was in love with Jacob. 
Which Stephanie Meyer does say, and I reject it. Yeah, I reject it. Fully. I reject it. Yeah. And if she was, or like if she felt like she was, whenever those feelings would have started to happen, would have been like when, like when he was do when he was behaving like this. Yeah. So like, their whole relationship is tied up in these behaviors. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and you know people love people that are really absolutely to them all the time, but I genuinely don't think Bella feels that way. No. Yeah. Like I think she is. I think she has never had a platonic relationship that's been any level of closeness, even, like, approaching what she has with Jacob, and she is just confused by that. And being manipulated actively. And being told, like, you wouldn't want to spend this much time with me if you didn't love me. You wouldn't this if you didn't love me. Like, this is proof that you love me. Mm -hmm. All the time. If there was an absence of that, then maybe she would be able to, like, flesh out and Like, make up her own mind, Yeah, like, people spend a ton of time together like they did in new moon like all the time as friends yeah that's normal yeah so she snaps at him about this and then immediately takes it back and jacob's like why why are you taking this back and she says because i didn't come here to blame you for anything but he's like it's true i did do that Uh, in the running (laughs) in the running for the worst part of any book ever yeah in history yeah it's It's he says after she she says that, he says, I don't care either. I knew you'd forgive me and I'm glad I did it. I'd do it again. At least I have that much. At least I made you see that you do love me. That's worth something. He really says, and I'd assault you again. Yeah. I threatened suicide so that you kissed me again. Yeah. I have no regrets about the way that I've hurt you. Literally using the idea of love or love whatever let's call it love sure using love as an excuse for violence yeah i love you so i can do whatever it takes to make you see that including hurting you in irreparable ways that would make it impossible for us to be together the ends justify the means yeah so i can say anything to you in order to get you to love me the way that i want you to love me which is like which is what like what does he want he wants... What does he think that relationship is going to look for like? for him, it's it's not what it would look like for Edward. Edward famously has said that he's okay with polyamory. Yeah, famously. Um, and <laughs> Edward is He okay. came on the podcast and he said yeah, that. Yeah, he said that to us. He emailed. He actually wrote in. Yeah. Um, Edward has said, like, I am willing to have you in my life in any, like, any way that you need it to be. Right. Like, he's willing to let Bella age. He's willing to let Bella see Jacob. He's willing to do anything. Can I take it one step further? You can. (laughs) Spoiler alert, Breaking Dawn. He even tells, not, I don't know about Bella, but he tells Jacob that he would prefer for Bella and Jacob to have kids together so that she's not undergoing, like, the demon pregnancy. Yes. Like. Yeah. (laughs) Like. Yeah. (laughs) Hello. He is, like, he is willing to do anything. And the, uh, that is not, if if Bella chose to be with Jacob, he would be so controlling. Yeah. He would not want her to have any contact, any positive feelings, never talk about, never whatever, anything to do with any vampires ever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, of course she she chose the person that she, A, loves, Mm -hmm. and B makes room for her to have complex like complexity in her choices Mm -hmm. and i mean it must be interesting for i mean not interesting but like people in the pack usually imprint on other indigenous people Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Who I'm not even going to comment on that. Until. Who knows what that's going to be like. Yeah, until <laughs> Renesmee, right? But if Bella um, did choose to be with Jacob and she remained really defensive about the Cullens, like, that would be an issue. Yes. It's not, like, I, I can defend, I think, her her desire to, to not take sides in that way when she's, um you know, not in, when she hasn't aligned herself mm-hmm. with Jacob and his people in that way. I, I don't know. I guess as you were saying that, I was like, yeah, it would be, it would be, like, in some ways shitty for her to, like, no, that's continue, so true. Yeah. Um, like, I've... siding with the Cullens if she decided to be with Jacob. Yes, yeah. that would be, like, w- like, white fragility, right. honestly. Yeah. It showing up in that way. Yeah, defending the literal colonizers. Yeah. So it's really layered. <laughs> I just also feel like she knows that she's not Jacob's soulmate. Yeah, it's literally, like, we would know by now. We would know. And, like, she knows that that's not the case, so it's, like... Why even? Like, why is this even a conversation? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, she could could choose to be with Jacob, and then, you know, we know Renesmee exists, and we know the unfortunate future, but, like, she could choose to be with Jacob, and Jacob could imprint on someone five years from now. Yeah, yeah. And then where does that leave Bella? Right. Except he wouldn't. Because, because Renesmee would never exist. They, yeah, and so he would always but, just have that, like, m- kind of, like, minor draw to Bella. Bella would never know, though. Like, mm-hmm. Bella could be thinking this whole time, like, what if he goes on a business trip and, you know, a werewolf a business, business trip. trip. Yeah. He goes werewolf on a business, business trip and he yeah. sees someone and and imprints on them. Like, that's that's got to be some insecurity in a, in, a, in a werewolf relationship where there's not imprinting. What kind of werewolf business? <laughs> he says, I would assault you again in a heartbeat. I don't give a shit. And uh, then they start talking about how painful it is now to let go knowing that they're in love with each other. <laughs> and just kill me. I reject it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even want to entertain it. Like, I was reading it and I was like, oh, we're going to have to talk about that and I don't want to. Because it's just like... <sighs> I don't know. I don't, yeah, it's crazy that they're having this conversation. really makes you think, like, what is love and how does Bella distinguish the difference between romantic and platonic love, which I just, I I genuinely don't think that she's had enough experience with genuine friendship. Yeah. To, or, like, or love. And a lot of people, a lot of people haven't, especially people that age. Yeah. So it makes sense to me that she is convinced that she loves him, but I am not convinced that she loves him. Yeah. I guess it also kind of depends on what kind of camp you're in. Yeah. Like, are you in the camp of, like, love is a choice? Are you in the camp of, like, you can't help who you love? Mm -hmm. Which I feel like are two very different philosophies. Totally. Love is an action versus love is a feeling. Mm -hmm. The action part is very important. Yeah. We have seen no action here that is uh, in line with what love is. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's complicated, but you know that kind of undermines the in, the integrity of I guess this being you know like a romance book. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. <sighs> Bella's like, does it really help you knowing that I'm in love with you? Like, wouldn't it be better for you if you didn't know that? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I always would have wondered if you would have chosen me, and it's good that I know. Because whatever. we have to, we have to get to that point where we know for certain whether or not somebody would choose would choose or not. You know, I just feel like if it's gonna cause that much trouble, it's not worth like getting to the point of finding out. And there are ways to to cope and live your life without finding that out. Yeah. Oh my god. So Bella starts apologizing. She's like, "It's my fault. I'm sick of being told that it's not. 
And so Jacob, like, essentially humors her. It's and how I'll say it. Yeah. He's like, well, would it make you feel better if I rake you over the coals? Yeah. And she says, yeah. And then... So he just does. He starts being mean to her. And I'm like, again, fundamental difference between Edward and Jacob. Yeah. And also, like, she starts to cry. Like, this is what she... What, yeah, what Edward refused to do. But, like, it's so fucking sick coming from Jacob because he says, like, kissing me back like that was inexcusable. Because he's the abuser. Yeah. He's the abuser. He was like, saying... He's saying this This is your fault. Mm-hmm. Like, what I chose to do to you and would do again is your fault. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't really believe it. But he's allowing... He's saying it in the moment. It doesn't matter if he believes it and or not. honestly, like... I agree with Edward's reaction, and I agree that it was right to not yell at Bella about this, but Edward Edward has so much more room Mm -hmm. for being upset, being hurt, and being able to express those feelings to Bella, which he chooses not to, which is good, and I agree with that, but he has so much more room for that to be excusable and, like, like, understandable. Mm-hmm. than jacob and so like for jacob to do this is is so wrong He's, and, he says you should have told me to go die that's what you want like that's such an like it's rolling off of his tongue so easily yeah that i'm like you just but, really needed the permission yeah like if someone told like I, f- I don't know like i feel like if somebody was telling me that they wanted me to be mean to them about something like i feel like i wouldn't even know what to say i would struggle yeah yeah i would struggle to come up with something mean to say to you right now right i like this is coming from a place (laughs) of some level of belief truth yeah Yeah. there's some truth in this yeah even if this isn't like even the core of what he believes or how he's presenting it like some level of some on some level he's thought of this before Mm -hmm. so she's crying now because he's made her cry yeah he's like oh i can't believe you're crying he's like you know i didn't i just said those things because he wanted me to i didn't mean them and then like rubs her shoulders like (laughs) come on and then he says how did i she says how did i end up being the one crying while he did the comforting and it's like because you're being manipulated yeah that's why every time you go into a conversation with jacob it ends up being unpredictable and turning you upside down yeah and making you feel like confused and like you aren't Ugh. able to accomplish what you went there to accomplish. He calls her honey again. And I, I, it's been a while since he did that and I just mm-hmm. wish he would fucking stop. Yeah. <laughs> and he reveals to her his next strategy, which is quote unquote being good. Yeah. He quotes, I, the, so this line is at the very bottom of the page mm-hmm. and it says, you know that story in the Bible? And I was <laughs> like, I'm just going to stop right yeah. here and see if I can figure out yeah. what Bible story he's going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. And I did guess it correctly. Nice. <laughs> when he said, what I'm ex- I expected like everything else out of this conversation. I did not expect him to bring up a Bible story. This is so Stephanie Meyer. Yeah. And her editor probably should have been like, yeah. Hello. W- what I think is so funny about this is that he's, he's like, you know, the, this story in the Bible. And Bella's like, yes, of course. I know that one. Yeah. And <laughs> Bella has never been to church. Raises questions yeah. for me. Because like, I don't know this story. You like, don't. I okay. would not have been able to guess this. Of like, course. That's what I was going to ask. I hardly know anything about that's what i was gonna ask you yeah. because i was like i don't think this is a story that most people just know no unless you had grow up yeah or if you had studied it or if somebody yeah. in your life teaches you about it more than once this was a huge argument that we got into with our 
AP Lit teacher Mm -hmm. when I was in high school. She gave off conservative vibes Mm -hmm. and she was Christian and she made us study like biblical allusions, Mm -hmm. like very in depth. And she was really like when she would assign them to us, she'll be like, this will be easy. You'll know all about these, which like one of my friends in the class was Muslim and she was like, uh, this We're is not, not in Bible a thing. school. This yeah. is, like we like this is not something that like people just know. Yeah. And like she would be dismissive and be like, well, everybody knows this. And I remember specifically we were playing games on the day before Christmas. After this has happened for the whole semester, she's like pushing all this like Bible story stuff on us. Yeah. Trying to get us to be able to recognize it in literature, which there's value in. But not when you're a high school. Not an AP lit. <laughs> um, she had us playing like whatever Pictionary, I guess, like mm-hmm. drawing on the board from prompts, and gave my friend a prompt of like the manger. Mm-hmm. or something like that it was like the manger or like the wise men or like some random like re- like religious christmas story tie-in mm-hmm. and my friend was like i'm not gonna do this i don't know what it is she's yeah. like what do you mean you don't know what it is everybody knows what that is you just learn it growing up or whatever and my friend was like i'm Idiot. literally not so <laughs> how it works christian like yeah. my family's not from this country like yeah hello and just this story being in here makes no sense for like yes we don't like what is the religious background of the quileutes like in real life in real life in real life there's a lot of christianity yeah right that makes sense yeah but like bella immediately recognizing the story like why did she read the bible for fun it's not a fun book to just sit down and read like probably not yeah, so it was strange to me because so this it's the story of King Solomon. Yes, obviously, like I recognize the name King Solomon, but sure. I wouldn't be able to off the top of my head tell you what that is. Yeah, and like when when they kind of give a brief synopsis, I'm like, that, I guess that sounds familiar. So, <laughs> but the story is like so. There's these two women, and they have babies within days of each other, mm-hmm. and one of the women she rolls over on her baby, and the baby suffocates and dies. Very okay. sad. In her desperation, mm-hmm. she sneaks into the other woman's room and swaps their children. So she takes the living baby from the other woman. Imagine if that solved your problem. Right. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And then oh, she... Oh, I'll just get a new one. <laughs> yeah. She So <laughs> she goes fine. and switches their children so that the other woman wakes up. Yeah. And is like, oh my god, I rolled over and killed my baby. Mm-hmm. And then when she looks at the baby more closely, she's like, wait a second. Not my baby. This is not my baby. Mm-hmm. This woman took my baby. Yeah. And so they go to the king to settle it, as you did in olden times. Sure. And the king, um, Solomon, is like, no problem. We're going to cut the baby in half, and that way you can each have half of the baby. Sure. The woman whose baby actually died is like... Great, great, great. That works. Let's do it. Cut Mm -hmm. it in half. And the woman who is the actual mother of the baby Mm -hmm. is like, oh my god, no, just give it to her. Yeah. Just give it to her. Like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. And the king is like, obviously you're the mother because you don't want your baby to die. Mm Mm-hmm crazy story it's <laughs> a weird lesson tucked away in there i mean it's, it's funny because the lesson in the bible like what this does to like demonstrate is like this isn't even about the women at all it's not about like yeah. loving something so much you didn't want it to get hurt it's yeah it's literally its purpose is to prove that solomon had great judgment and was a good leader yeah cut a baby in half cut a baby in half for sure it's so game of thrones 
Yeah. It really is. Or I guess You're Game right. of Thrones is so Bible. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Jacob's George like, R. R. Martin's Bible. I'm not going to cut you in half anymore, Bella. Yeah. So you admit you've been cutting her in half. Uh, weird to pick a story about a baby, but... I know. <laughs> Whatever. And Bella internally is like, I'm not going to say this out loud to him because it would just be needlessly upsetting, but he has no idea how much Edward has already been trying to, like, not cut me in half. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, like, release me. Yeah, what a weird little, weird little thing. But anyway, Jacob now thinks he has the moral leg up. Bella starts talking about how sad she is about what might have been, even mm-hmm. though we know that she has barely thought about this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this has come to her in one or two visions, the idea of having a future with Jacob. It's like a very, like, amorphous 2.5 kids household mm-hmm. um, dream of, like, getting to grow older, which doesn't make any sense because Jacob is actually um, frozen at his age, so I don't understand, but... And the thing is, also, like... it's kind of presented here as like she's only having these thoughts about jacob but she's not yeah she has this anne of green gables fantasy with yeah with edward too and whatever yeah you know she's had those reflections throughout the books too and it's like you you can imagine your future with anyone i could meet somebody at the store yeah and be like well you're a pisces uh, yeah you're you're right (laughs) you're right yeah (laughs) yeah i guess that's fair I mean, Virgo is the is the, the opposite. Yeah, the opposite, which they have some similarities, so I'll give it to her. But yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It's like she could sit there and I think even you maybe can have fantasies has, about any anyone. Like sat there and thought what it would be like to be with a human. Sure. Like Mike. Sure. Like that doesn't mean anything. It just means you're entertaining the different yeah paths that your life could go. Right. And this, you know, everything with Jacob and like. It symbolizes what she's leaving behind, which is her human life mm-hmm. and which, you know, she knows she doesn't want. And she's just like, I think maybe grieving that in this moment too. Like, it's not really about letting Jacob go. It's about letting go of that possibility mm-hmm. entirely. So mm-hmm. like, that makes sense. And like, when she sobs for hours and hours and hours later, like that makes, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like she's, she's like fully letting go of like her humanity. Yeah. There's a finality there. Yeah. But the tie to it being about Jacob is so loose mm-hmm. <laughs> in my opinion. She says, I knew he was right. And if the world was the same place it was supposed to be, Jacob and I would have been together and we would have been happy. He was my soulmate in that world <laughs> would have been my soulmate still if his claim had not been overshadowed by something stronger, something so strong it could not exist in a rational world. Of course, she's talking about Edward, but also that's about Renesme. Yeah, and it says, was that out there for Jacob too? Something that would trump a, stol- a soulmate? I had to believe that it was. She says, two futures, two soulmates, too much for any one person. Anti-polygamy. Big fig tree, bell jar moment. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so unfair, I wouldn't be the only one to pay for it. Jacob's pain seemed too high a price. But I'm just thinking, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of big talk in, in the, by the end of this chapter that's, like, about how they'll, I don't know, I feel like he says, what does he say? Jacob eventually, like, says that he will always be an option yeah for her and i'm like yes, he that's embarrassing and you're gonna want to walk that back so hard that's embarrassing <laughs> and it's funny for us yeah. like it's funny for me to read that because i'm like if bella approaches you in 20 years and is like leave my daughter leave my me, daughter are you joking yeah you what are you even saying be serious it's yeah. it's funny again i think 
when you look at this from the lens of like this is a 17 year old boy yeah making these promises yeah if that i don't even know like making these promises of like i'm always gonna be an option for you it's like be 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 serious like never say never and never say always yeah (laughs) maybe a little hypocritical of me to say sure (laughs) (laughs) self-critique it's like you don't know what you want when you're in high school (laughs) okay so did you did you know that you wanted to marry jj when you were in high school i mean if you asked me i would have said yes would it that have been i mean yeah but also that didn't mean you acted on it it didn't mean that i was yeah that didn't yeah we weren't, like, saying that. No, and you weren't making decisions no, based off of it. You totally, still no. Still having, a, like, a normal teenage relationship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very normal, and also very, like, we were very, like, we're not going to go to the same college. Yeah. We're not going to make decisions based on each other, and it all worked out. Yeah. But... Have boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> it's the moral of the story. Yeah. If you try to blaze through it too quickly, it's not going to work. But most people don't know that. No, for sure. Most people, like, like I mean, like, there's a significant amount of people that end up being with the person that they are with when they're a teenager. And, like, but it's not be- necessarily because they're soulmates. And also notice I magic, didn't get married know? when we were 18. Yeah, yeah. You've waited quite a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's something that's, like, hard to make blanket statements about. Yeah. But it's also like so clear in this situation that 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 this would never be the right situation to be like i'm always gonna be an option for you can you imagine like i mean thinking about people that you even had a crush on in high school can you imagine saying that to them and then no how would you feel if somebody you had a crush on in high school came back to you right now and was like hey by the way you said that it would always be an option for us to be together (laughs) yeah (laughs) can i just take you up on that promise that you made when you were 16 years old go for that now Yeah. yeah Oh my god. Yeah, it's um yeah, I think like where you can quickly see it going wrong is is when like a young person believes that and then is trying to make a bunch of like adult decisions yeah. based on that. Right. Like you can have those feelings and like that kind of connection, but it doesn't mean that you're ready to <laughs> make decisions about it or get married or like change your whole life for that person. And you shouldn't do that. You mm-hmm. shouldn't like you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. Yeah. Is there something here about, <laughs> I want to talk about epigenetics for one second. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So we know now, you know, we're starting to understand how epigenetics function. If you don't know, like, basically, you can essentially, like, inherit trauma from mm-hmm. your parents. So, like, traumas um, that your parents endure before you are conceived you know, like trauma has a really uh, long lasting impact physiologically and neurologically. And that is something that can like, it can just fundamentally change somebody's, I mean, their their genetics, different things about them. And like, you can uh, essentially inherit that trauma from them, like mm-hmm. it, through, through genetics, through epigenetics. There's a lot of studies on this that are focused on Holocaust survivors, descendants that ah. carry like genetic markers of that of that trauma Hmm. you know it's kind of amorphous but that exists and i'm just thinking like bella has received all of this trauma and we know that becoming a vampire doesn't seem to heal your trauma so true (laughs) it it kind of freezes you in it even more onto renesme i'm thinking about renesme inheriting the trauma that bella got from jacob 
That's so loaded. I know. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, Renee, Charlie, what happened? No. I was like, divorce, I guess. But, no. Um, I'm thinking yeah. about what Renee's May is inheriting from the very recent past. Damn. And I hate that for that little baby. <laughs> oh my God. If I was Bella, I would be so unbelievably lividly pissed. Mm-hmm. And she is, of course. Yeah. We know that. Why did you nickname my daughter or whatever? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I was just thinking about that during this section because they're just alluding to soulmates a lot. Yeah. And um, alluding to like the potential for Bella and Jacob to like maybe have the continue to have some sort of connection that but we know that it's going to go away. And I'm just thinking like MILF. <laughs> <laughs> Mother-in-law, M I L I L F, something, something like Jacob's mom is dead. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something, 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 something. Mommy issues. Yeah. Something. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, just a glimpse into how awful uh, Breaking Dawn is going to be for us. This is what it's going to be like. <laughs> yeah, no, I think there's definitely something there, like the. Like, not only, she's, she's literally, she's inheriting the trauma from Bella, but she's also, like, inheriting the person that caused the trauma. Yeah. Like, she, Mm -hmm. like. Sign sealed, delivered the whole package. Mm. (sighs) I think it's so. I (laughs) I think it's so interesting. What a coincidence that Jacob suddenly starts to use the same metaphors that Bella and Edward have been using the whole time. (sighs) Yeah. Um, He's like a drug for you. He's like a drug for you, Bella. And uh, he's like, he's a drug, and I'm the air, the sun. And yeah. it's like, come on. Come on. It, again, it's just funny when, like, it feels like Stephanie Meyer uses these drug and alcohol references so much for someone who I am 100% positive has never had drugs. Yeah, and it's like, it's it, it's giving, um, don't do drugs, go outside and breathe the fresh air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Bella's like, you know, I, I used to think of you that way as my personal son, and you balanced up the clouds nicely for me. And and Jacob says, the clouds I can handle, but I can't fight with an eclipse. Please. It's uh, the cover. It's the book title. <laughs> they, can, they continue to talk about everything they're losing. Yep. She, now she's saying that she saw their whole life. And- She's also saying, like, I really want to, like, I want to impart upon you that, like, just as there was no choice for Sam and Emily, I never had a choice. Like, she's trying to impart upon him, like, there's something bigger between me and Edward than, like, yeah. just a relationship and a choice. Like, right. there's something compelling us to be together. And Jacob's like, it's manipulation. Yeah. And, like, it's not like Edward's never been manipulative. Sure, but he has... But that's not... It's it's so different. He's dropped it. Also. He has dropped it. Yeah. He's, like, literally changed, which is still, like, very perplexing to me. I know. And I'm... It's, 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 it's like... It's the craziest thing that's happened. Yeah, I know. It's so, it's so bizarre. But even, you know, like... I don't want to be like the. I'm. I'm. I'm not saying like the way that Edward manipulated her wasn't as bad as the way that Jacob manipulated her. Mm-hmm. But it's like a, it's very different situations too. Yeah. Yeah. Just really different situations. I mean, yeah. It just feels different situations. Always, it always feels like the stakes for Edward are like he's trying to misguidedly. I'm not saying it's right. Yeah. He's trying to save Bella's life and yeah. protect her from her own choices, which is wrong. Yeah. But the motivation there. If we're balancing, like, intent and impact, sure. like, the motivation there 
is more pure. Like, it's not to get her to be with him. Yeah, yeah. It's to, in his eyes, keep her safe. Whereas the motivation for Jacob is always to get what he wants. Yes, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, so impact matters more than intent, but intent does matter. Right. It does matter. Just just not as much as impact. They start talking about Bella getting married for (laughs) a second. And uh, Bella's like, yeah, it's not really my idea, but it it means a lot to him, so I figure, why not? And Jacob, surprisingly, is like, that's true, it's not such a big thing in comparison Mm -hmm. to, like, what you're going to be doing, becoming a vampire. And he, you know, is relieved to hear that Bella's not going to become a vampire until after the wedding. Mm -hmm. Then they just, like, tell each other that they love each other. Like, great. I'm so glad they can just have this, like, nice little tender ending with each other, like, because whatever, but... I'm also it like, clearly is meaningful to Bella to have yeah. this, like, closure. Even though it's so different on what's going on for Jacob is so different. It, yeah. the, the sad thing is, like, I wish it was closure for her because she could... It would be great if she could close this chapter and move on to her life with Edward, but through the circumstances of Renesmee's conception mm-hmm. and what that means. Like, it means that Jacob's going to continue to be around. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah. So, yeah, he tells her, you'll always have, I'll always be waiting in the wings, Bella. Yeah. You'll always have that spare option if you want it. It's like, you think you're going to wait your whole life for this one person. Mm-hmm. And, like. It's such a sad place to be in. And, that, like, it's not like it's an unrelatable place to be in. Sure. <laughs> but it's, you have to recognize that even if you feel that way, you have to know that it's not going to be true for someone who's not choosing you. Yeah, I mean, in, in I think almost every circumstance. Yeah, yeah, I feel like maybe like you know that is true for people that live long lives together. Sure, like, who like continue to have a meaningful relationship, mm-hmm. and it's like, will they? Won't they? This is a won't they. This is like a <laughs> they, will they won't. Yeah. yeah, and you know she makes the very good point. Like, yeah, until my heart stops beating, mm-hmm. which is you know a few months from now, and like he's kind of like. Maybe I would still take you if you were a vampire. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. No. The pack would never allow that. Mm -hmm. Like, they... they... Especially if if he hasn't imprinted on her. Yeah. There's no... There's no way. Don't ruin Leah's life like that. I know. (laughs) Oh, this was the part that I was thinking of. This is the part. Yeah. She's kind of alluding to, like, you know, you're... At some point, you're going to meet somebody else, Mm -hmm. whether that's who you imprint on or not. And he says, don't get your hopes up, although I'm sure it'll be a relief for you. And she says, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I probably won't think she's good enough for you. I wonder how jealous I'll be. And he says, that part might be kind of fun. Gross. <laughs> this is so icky. It's, and like Stephanie knew. Yeah, she knew. <laughs> sick. She's sick. She's sick for this. <laughs> Sicko. <laughs> oh, ha ha ha, irony. And then they just are like, Haha, I love you. <laughs> and then she leaves. And then Bella cries for three days, and then it's the end of the book. Yeah. <laughs> Let's Imagine not talk that, about the last chapter. Ended. Yeah. Uh, that was chapter 26, Ethics. Yeah. Ethics. All right. Let's put that away for a second. Yeah. And do something else. A Forks cast for today. It's 46 degrees. It's raining, and it's going to rain for the next 10 plus days. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so... Uh, under near constant cover of clouds. <laughs> Very forks of them. Do you listeners just like you can't wait to hear what the weather's gonna be like? You're <laughs> the like, weather's oh my gonna God. be like three weeks ago when you're listening to this. You're like, wow, I wonder if it was raining <laughs> last month. All right, what's up with the news? 
The news in Forks is that there's a teen advisory board that's organized by like the libraries in the area. And they're looking for teens from 7th to 12th grade. And I love that. That's I think so it's fun. so great to have a teen advisory board. Wish I had one. Also, there's um, a free legal aid clinic. Oh, nice. On the 21st. Okay. So now it's time for, I, I mean, I guess, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what we're going to do for Brie Tanner, actually. Yeah. So I don't know if it's last, but I'll just, we're going to do this. Uh, yeah. Mini segment. There's some good ones. I mean, I have some about like the next section, but we I haven't gone there so. yet. So I'm not going to do that. Have you ever uh, lied to your parent about where you were? Hmm. Your mom listens to this. She does. <laughs> but she's behind. She is behind. You know, actually, I've lied about the circumstances of where I've been. Like, mm-hmm. I've definitely lied and been like, oh, I'm going to the movies with my friends. Mm-hmm. And I never had any, like, you know, secret dates or boyfriends. But my best friend in middle school was secretly from her parents like dating a boy and we would always lie about meeting him at the mall Mm. um which was really risky because my grandmother the first several times i went by myself with my friends to the mall Mm -hmm. or the movies which are in the mall um where where i grew up the movie theaters in the mall Mm. my grandma would just come to the mall oh like she would just be there oh hi i'm here (laughs) yeah by by coincidence uh like would she run into you yeah she'd be like oh my god i didn't know you were gonna be here i was like come on oh my god be real um but no i don't think i actually ever lied like i was never really like sneaking around i didn't do anything that exciting like i feel like the most sneaky thing i ever did was my mom probably already know this but when jj had his license when we were later in high school Mm. he would take me home from school and come inside Mm -hmm. instead of just leaving right away Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that was like but i never like snuck out of the house I was always where my mom expected me to be, who I was with, or, like, how long we were there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always maybe a little in question, but, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. My okay. mom was a horrible kid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, your mom would sneak out. She did all the yeah. sneaking out and yeah. stuff, so I I couldn't ever really pull anything over on her anyway if I had even tried. Yeah, she was the master already. Yeah. <laughs> did you? No, not really. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I don't like to lie. Yeah, Makes me I don't, really anxious. I don't like to lie, and I also had really no reason to, nothing compelling enough to do, and yes. also um, a ton of freedom. Yeah. Never had a curfew. Yeah, I had a lot of trust. Yeah, my mom trusted me a lot and just was, you know, knew I was a loser and not, yeah. you know, drinking or doing drugs, so she didn't really care what I did. I can't, I mean, there might have been some, uh, some time where I went and did something, but I don't really, it wasn't high stakes enough that I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Well. So I guess I'm not as cool as Bella. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bella's got a lot of reasons to sneak out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I didn't have a vampire boyfriend. Yeah. (sighs) All right. Chapter 27, Needs. So this is, you know, you remember when I gave you all a good summary? This is the emotional breakdown. Yeah. Bella just cries for so long Mm -hmm. she cries driving home and as soon as alice notices in her visions edward is there yeah what an alert system they've got going on so nice um (laughs) edward literally has nothing else to do and never has to ask anyone for help or support yeah because they just show up (laughs) yeah which is so like cool but also like wow yeah she never has to ask for anything she wants or needs yeah Hmm. her needs are just immediately met (laughs) That, that's the greatest fantasy of all. Yeah. So, crying in the truck, Edward getting her, driving her home, mm-hmm. briefly talking to Charlie 
alluding to the fact that she essentially dumped Jacob for the millionth time. Yeah. And he's Charlie's like, like, okay. Was that the really, he said, was this really the best time? <laughs> and that's honestly, <laughs> as an outsider, that's, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't have dumped him while all of his bones are broken? Yeah. Okay, Bella. She said, I didn't really have any alternatives. <laughs> and then she cries all literally night. all night. All night. She gets into, she, this is so sad. She gets up into her room, immediately tries to take off her bracelet mm-hmm. that, that Jacob gave her, mm-hmm. and Edward stops her. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, Bella, it's part of who you are. <laughs> drama, drama, drama. That killed me. And uh, this little charm bracelet that was forced upon you, it's part of who you are. She says she takes comfort that it was not the worst night of her life sure. and that she was not alone. And also Charlie is afraid of emotional outbursts, so he does not check on her. Yeah, even though she's crying loudly. So funny. Yeah. She says she's crying so loud that he probably also did not sleep. <laughs> she's crying in part too because of like because she just feels guilty about everything. Mm-hmm. Like, she has a little bit of, like, all the pain I've caused Jacob and Edward, all the harm that I've done. It's all stacking up and I can't deny it anymore. This and it's is like, such a 17-year-old thing to, like, be yeah. really, really, really upset about. Sure. And it's, like, harm that you might have caused is about, like, this tiny little much. And then, like, harm that has been done to you is, like, infinitely more than that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty tragic. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad she's crying it out. Yeah. She says, I realized I'd been wrong all along about the magnets. It had not been Edward and Jacob that I had been trying to force together. It was the two parts of myself, Edward's Bella and Jacob's Bella. They could not exist together, and I never should have tried. I, I want to unpack that. Because I don't think that's true. <laughs> true. <laughs> Disagree. What does that mean? Yeah. I mean, I feel like she may feel like a sense of loss... Like, she's closing off the person that she right. is with Jacob. But she's closing a door on that, on that, you know, as I was saying, like, that part yeah. of her life. But yeah, and, but, like, I think that the way she's conceptualizing it is, like, two parts of herself is not true. Yeah, right. People bring out different qualities that you mm-hmm. have, but it doesn't mean that you don't have the other qualities when you're with that person, I don't know. It also doesn't mean that Jacob's the last person that she's ever going to come across in her life that brings out those qualities. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just feel like she, she's kind of quick to discount that she's gaining a new family that she hasn't explored a ton of the relationships with yet. Like, yeah. She feels comfortable with her relationship with Alice, but she doesn't know what all the other Cullens are going to bring out in her when they spend the majority of their, like, time together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... I don't know. It feels like a very appropriate response to think that, like, it, it makes it makes sense why she thinks that. I I disagree, but I it's the first time that she's ever gotten close enough to someone to feel any kind of like loss. Mm-hmm. Like she, I feel like she would feel the same way if she had like an, a friend <laughs> that she was. Yeah, anybody that you're close that you're close to, to yeah. and then like, yeah, it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's a figure of speech what she's saying, yeah. but like. It, it, there's um, a lot of fun finality mm-hmm. here for her. But also, like, the way she's saying it, like, removes Edward and Jacob from any culpability in, like, what's happening. She's like, I shouldn't have tried to, like, be my full, be, like, the way that I naturally am with these two people. Like, that was the problem. I shouldn't have been trying to do that, which yeah. doesn't, that doesn't make sense. And, and, like, as in, like, she should get to be herself in whatever way with whoever. So she cries all night. She cries all night, but then when she wakes up in the morning, she... Is like, yep, I'm done. Which is great. Yeah. That must feel so great. Yeah. And, like, I wish that I could experience that just for for some random reason. Yeah. You just gotta sometimes, like, cry it all out. Yeah. And that's like, ugh. 
it's gone. I think a lot of people talk about that, like, when they experience, like, a big life-changing event. Sometimes people will, like, cry it out and yeah. then be like, oh, I'm yeah. all good. Yeah, I mean, she wakes up and she's, like, ready to make shit happen, so yeah, and I she, love that for her. She's like, I want to apologize to Edward for crying in front of him over Jacob again. And she's also like, I have known worse pain. Yeah. Like, she is validating again, like, for Edward, who's like, are you sure you made the right choice? I already know that I can't, like, live without you. Mm-hmm. And that's who I can't live without, and I'm actually going to be okay. It's just, like, every, every like, final episode of The Bachelor... Yes. It's like, I know who I can't live without. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you have to go yes. and like, break it off with the other person. Right. It's like, I love both, but oh my God. And now, this and now they're going to so, get married. They're going to get engaged. This is so, oh my God, Colton season. Oh my Clayton? God. Colton. 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 The Colton? gay one. No. What's his name? Clayton, the football Clayton. player? Clayton. This is so Clayton season yeah. where he tells Gabby and Rachel, I slept with both of you. I love you both. And then... Oh, not the football player. No, this is a, a white guy named Clayton. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I remember this. He I might also that, be a football player. Who knows? I don't know. This is so... That You're so right. This is exactly what that is. Yeah. And they do always <laughs> sob. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go off with the one that they do choose mm-hmm. and they're very, very happy. Mm-hmm. At least she's not going to pull an Ari. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. So they're having that conversation... And Bella's immediately like, hand me that book. She needs to whip out Wuthering Heights. That's her Bible. Yeah. That's her church. She's doing Bible That's study. That's her God. <laughs> she needs to read this quote to, to Edward to demonstrate how she feels. I feel like I said maybe earlier on in the season that I was reading Wuthering Heights, like, along with Eclipse to, like, try to, like, get the mm-hmm. similarities. I abandoned that so, so, so long quickly. ago because, <laughs> once again, I really don't like that book. Yeah. <laughs> And I simply cannot get through it. That's so fair. Nor can I understand who is who because everybody has the same name in that book. I hate when authors do that. Anyway, she reads this Wuthering Heights quote, which is, If all else perished and he remained, I should still continue to be. And if all else remained and he were annihilated, the universe would turn into a mighty stranger. That gives the same energy as if Edward has three fans, I'm one of them. If Edward has one fan, I am that fan. fan. If Edward has zero fans, I am dead. (laughs) (laughs) Edward takes the book out of her arms and throws it across the room. (laughs) (laughs) He says, get that shit out of here. And then... This is such a flex, though. Then he quotes the book without having to read from it. Huge. I cannot live without my life. I cannot live without my soul. Huge, huge Edward Flex moment. I want to name something mm-hmm. that has been happening, that happens, like, a lot in, like, this last section, which is, like, Edward? Cuddly time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, like, really, like, hands-on. Yeah. I think maybe he's trying to get himself comfortable with the increased physical contact that they're yeah. going to be having rapidly. <laughs> you might be thinking... Is this book going to include wedding planning? And if you were thinking yes, then you'd be correct. You'd be correct. Yes. So now... Alice's wedding planning corner. Maybe that should be our segment for, for like the breaking first part. down part one. Yeah. It should be uh, parallels in wedding planning. Yeah. Because we got that going on. Yeah. Yeah. So Bella's like, I think we need to go see Alice. And Alice is already outside mm-hmm. waiting. Already knows what's going down. Not only that, but has Bella's dress has Bella's wedding dress with her that's crazy not to hard launch the segment but my wedding dress is being shipped yeah yeah yeah. actively yeah so yeah so like uh uh 
bonus mini segment. Do you have a wedding dress? <laughs> Alice's wedding corner. Yeah. Yeah. She already has it. I'm so looking the, up the designer right now. Yeah. So, like, there's a kind of an obscure designer that Alice has chosen, had chosen already months ago, like, just in case. It's no David's bridal, I'll tell you that right now. That's for sure. Bella's kind of stipulations are that the wedding has to be before August 13th. And she has veto power on the guest list. And if she goes overboard on anything, she's never going to speak to her again. <laughs> so this designer's name is Perrine Bruyere. Is it a real person? I can't tell because when you Google Perrine Bruyere, yeah. wedding dress comes up like in multiple things. But I can't tell if that's just people. I think it's just people trying to like cash in on the like the Twilight yeah, stuff. Yeah, it might not be a real I don't think it's a real designer. person. Interesting. Oh, well, there was... Okay, so there was a fashion designer named Marie-Louise Briere in the 1930s, 40s, and 50s operating out of Paris, mm-hmm. who was, like, relatively well-known. Okay. So maybe, like, that's where Stephanie pulled the inspiration for the name okay. or something. Someone that Alice has a personal connection to, I'm sure. I'm sure. So she kicks Edward out so that Bella can see the dress, mm-hmm. even though he's totally already seen it in, his, in like, someone's head, yeah. right? And she looks at it and, um... Alice has done a good job. Yep. Bella actually likes it. Yeah. Bella says it was her Anne of Green Gables vision all over again. Yeah. Um, Which is like... Vintage lace, 1918 style. Do you think that... I mean, Alice probably saw a vision of this or had some... She probably used her vis- her future visions in some way because, like, Bella has been thinking about that kind of dress. Mm-hmm. So, like, Alice might have seen that she was thinking about something like that i think I don't so know how that works but. i think alice probably tried to sketch out as best she could the dress and then it, she does say that she helped design it mm. so mm-hmm. like she probably just made bella's dream wedding dress come true that she didn't even know that she had a dream God, about that's so wild yeah she essentially asks alice to be her maid of honor it's like where can i see your dress didn't you get one already i wouldn't want my maid of honor to wear something off the rack <laughs> Which is what Alice said. No David's bridal here. You can wear whatever you want. Yeah. If if it's off the rack. (laughs) Off the rack. (laughs) And she's so excited. She says, I have so much work to do. Go play with Edward. (laughs) (laughs) And she's running for Esme. Yeah. And they go to the meadow. Mm -hmm. It was so sweet. Yeah. Edward refers to it as our meadow. Mm -hmm. So they, they're laying in the flowers and stuff. And talking about the wedding, Bella wants the wedding to be no later than August 13th to give her kind of a buffer before her 19th birthday. Mm-hmm. And Edward shares with her that Esme is three years older than Carlisle. And Bella's like, I don't care about that. <laughs> I don't care about that. Yeah. Also, it's so, it's also very high school to be like, I have to be younger than my My partner. boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. My boyfriend. Yeah. Like, oh my God. It's yeah, just specifically it's, my boyfriend. Yeah. It's funny because like, I don't know, I, I, I thought the transition to this when I was in college probably was very interesting like you grow up your whole life paired with all these people that you're are your exact same age and when you're younger those like differences in year to year make a lot of difference because there is a lot of maturing that goes on from age to age Mm -hmm. when you're younger that makes like the difference between like a nine-year-old and a ten-year-old feel like 
significant. Mm -hmm. It's so funny to hear her be, like, very insistent, like, I can't get older than you Mm -hmm. by two years. I'm already older than you by one year. It's like, oh my god. Cougar status. It's like, and then when you grow up and you live, like, if she were to grow up and live an actual life, she'd be interacting with people of all different ages. Totally. She'll never get that. She'll never have that. Teenagers forever. Mm Mm-hmm. Apparently, the reason why she wanted a guest list veto was something to do with Jacob. Like, she wants to invite him, but also doesn't... She's like, I don't know if it's going to hurt his feelings if he gets invited or if he doesn't get invited. I don't know if it would hurt my feelings if he decided to show up or not. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm like, you don't have to think about that right now. Mm-hmm. But maybe she does because the wedding's in two months. Should I invite Robert Pattinson to my wedding? I think you should. What if he showed up? I would... I think I'd pass out. I would... I, I mean, like, anything that I would be planning on doing that would probably go out the window yeah yeah um we would have to get him in all of your wedding photos of course (laughs) he would be walking me down the aisle that's my father oh you guys didn't know he thought i was just a twilight fan because yeah it's my it's my legacy i inherited this so edward is um pretty curious and a little concerned about why Bella has sort of changed her tune about the wedding. And she says, it wouldn't be fair to keep Charlie out of this and and Renee and Phil. I might as well let Alice have her fun. Maybe it'll make it easier for Charlie if he gets his proper goodbye. Even if he thinks it's too early, I wouldn't want to cheat him out of the chance to walk me down the aisle. At least my mom and dad and my friends will know the best part of my choice. The most I'm allowed to tell them. They'll know I chose you and they'll know we're together. They'll know that I'm happy wherever I am. I think that's the best I can do for them. And that, like, makes sense. Yeah. As, like, a cover story for her to choose. Sure. But Edward is alarmed and is like, actually, the deal's off. Yeah. I'm not backing out. I'm still going to keep my end of the bargain, but I don't want you to just do this to make other people happy. I don't care about other people's feelings. I just need you to be happy. I'll tell Alice. Bella's shook. And he goes so far. Like, she is trying to interrupt him and be like, no, 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 no. But he goes so far as to say, my way is always wrong. You can have happiness your way. I don't trust myself anymore. We're doing it your way tonight, today. The sooner the better. I'll talk to Carlisle. He'll give you morphine. I haven't forgotten about the rest of your demands. And is like, I'm going to fuck Bella right, right now here, in the right meadow. Now. <laughs> He's like, we're going to have sex, and then we're going to go turn you into a vampire. Her dream come true. And she says no. She says no. (laughs) Good about it all. And, like, I get why she says no to not becoming a vampire, but they could totally have sex right now. Sure. and It wouldn't change anything. If they did, would Renesme still exist? It might change that. But, like, if they, you know, had any sort of forethought to think about contraception then it would be fine honestly and like maybe she like maybe she wouldn't get pregnant maybe she's not ovulating right now right (laughs) and also maybe like maybe the people that really believe like you know the people that really believe uh we've had this conversation 800 times i don't care but the people that believe that edward's sperm was reinvigorated by the hot water that's true like there's no hot water here frozen sperm might be safer for them here yeah than it was there. That's true. So, so they should totally have they sex. They should definitely have done this. Yeah. But they don't. They get pretty close. It's pretty spicy. It's pretty spicy. It's so, it's so funny the way Bella is like, in her in her mind, she's like getting into it. and she's, yeah. But she's trying to be like, 
no, 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 wait, we need to stop so that I can talk to him about this. But then she does have a moment where she's like, oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'll just do it, whatever. <sighs> yeah, they really should have. That's I This mean, is crazy If Edward doesn't really care about, like, if he's decided that he's like, whatever, I don't really care about saving myself until marriage. Like, they could have been yeah. fucking the whole several months leading up to their wedding. He says he doesn't care. He says, I love you, I want you right now. Yeah. Who is that? Why Who is this? they do it before their wedding? <laughs> yeah. Literally not in her wildest dreams would she ever have imagined Edward initiating having sex with her in the meadow. I know. Come on. And this is so, like, Bella's like, no, I'm going to do this right. And what does that mean? Yeah. Well, here's what it means. (laughs) She says, I will tie myself to you in every human way before I ask you to make me immortal. This is so purity culture. This is so Christian. Yeah. This is so, like... This is this is just every youth leader's dream yeah. to be like having sex with someone ties you to them forever. Mm-hmm. And you will always carry that person with you when you give yourself to your husband. And it's like they are going to be whatever. together forever too. And it's like, God, <laughs> you've already made the decision you're going to yeah. be together forever. Just fuck. Literally, I'm so sick of it. I do think it's like a little conveniently timed for Edward that he can like now that she's made up her mind he's he can pull out and and be like the situation that I fully backed you into is no like now you're making the call yeah and like it's great that she like he is really allowing her to say no but I'm like that's now she's that, already been partially convinced that this is okay yeah, right like she should have had the choice from the beginning now that she has her own reasons to do what you want mm-hmm. you get to say no. It's your call. Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't, it's not what he's doing. No, but, no. Um, but I'm like, it, yeah. that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, I'm crazy impressed with, with this and it's, it's, un, it's, you know, a little unrealistic, like how much he's come around mm-hmm. to an extent because he says like, I call you stubborn, but look at what I've done. I've clung with such idiotic obstinacy to my idea of what's best for you, though it's only hurt you Mm -hmm. deeply time and time again. And I don't trust myself anymore. And you can have your happiness your way. As if what he was doing was like based off of a set of logic that he designed for, I don't know, a certain outcome rather than like him like acting from like subconscious or unconscious desires or needs or let alone social ideas that he has mm-hmm, um, or, mm-hmm. or value systems that he has. I'm on board with him throwing it out the window. Of course. It just, but. you know, there's several months, I guess, between now and the wedding. Mm-hmm. Probably. Two months. Two months. It's like June right now. Can you imagine, like, they're just not gonna, they're just not gonna have sex. They're not gonna have sex for two When they months. could be having sex. They could be having sex. I think it would make Bella's life a lot better. Yeah. Oh my god. If Renesmee wasn't going to be conceived. Which it seems like, because like, there's no way, like there's only so much spermies, you know? If you just get the, get rid of them. Get rid of them. Then it's fine. Yes. There's, yeah. If like, if the first couple times they had sex. The one in a million odds that Renesmee could be conceived would be dashed here. Yeah. I'm going to. We it all. I need to look up something ungodly. Okay. Oh no. I need to use my... Me I need, looking I need to up use... Bible stories, you... I'm going to look something up on God. I'm going to use a private browser for this. <laughs> oh, no. What I'm trying to look up is, like, basically how much... I'm trying to look up how much sperm <laughs> is stored in the body at one time. And, like, how many ejaculations that is. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to do some math. Yeah. And it's... Yeah. I think it's maybe just a couple. 
if like sperm cells are not used in, within like a two week period, then they then they get like released like in urine or like mm-hmm. like while while someone's like sleeping or whatever you know. So there's no Renesmee sperm. So in Edward's body right now. Well, he has whatever he was frozen with. Oh, that's right. Like that's how it happened. So he has like whatever okay. like whatever like yeah. two week period leading up to him being transformed. Can we assume that like whatever sperm becomes Renesmee is like going to be the first batch out of his body or um it, c- it could be any. I don't know. It I feel like they only have sex two or three times so it's gotta be it's it's i mean those. it's one of those some people say that it's the first time because of the water temperature oh yeah right. but it could be I, I guess it could be another one it's hot in brazil they're we, swimming a lot <laughs> we should get a fertility expert on the show. yeah let's do it so yeah i mean it's there's a lot of factors there's a lot of factors but i but regardless of the conditions i do think that there were only a few shots yeah no pun intended yeah. for Bella to get pregnant and they all kind of lined up in the most evil way possible mm-hmm. but do you think that like Emmett and Rosalie could have a child with their respective eggs and sperm if they um, had like a surrogate that was you know sacrificial <laughs> would it be it would be like th- a full human like it would be a full vampire though there wouldn't be any human element well to it I don't know environment. Yeah. I don't know how that would work but I don't know how they would get Rosalie's egg, egg. Because I don't think that there's any medical tool strong enough to extract right. something like that. Yeah. Strong eggs. Strong. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that would be, maybe it would be a, like a vampire-human hybrid. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It could be, or it could just be like a, like the first vampire like that's born instead of created. Like for me, if I'm Rosalie, and this is really probably getting into Breaking Dawn territory, but for me, if I'm Rosalie and I see that there's some possibility... Like, yeah. even if it's just for, like, you know, whatever Emmett's got going on. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna pursue it. Yeah, for sure. If that's your dream. I mean... Then you're gonna look into it as much as you can. Although, surrogate... Human surrogates usually die. Yeah. <laughs> is the thing. Right. C- quickly turning into, like, a dark supernatural medical horror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the sequel we all needed. I mean, that's kind of what Breaking Dawn is, but... Anyway! Yeah, we're literally on the last page. <laughs> yeah, we really are. We almost made it. So they didn't... They don't have sex. <sighs> but... Because Bella's deciding to be virtuous. It's starting to rain. They're going to go home. Bella's like, it's uh, it's time to tell Charlie that we are engaged. So, so he, he has the ring in his pocket. Also, Charlie, the last conversation they had. Yeah. So. Yeah. Charlie. <laughs> okay, here's what happened. Here's Charlie's POV. Charlie yeah. was like, Bella, I feel like I'm going to lose you. Please tell me if anything happens. Let me know if you're going to run off with him. Yeah. And then Bella goes to see Jacob. Comes home, sobs for mm-hmm. 12 hours, mm-hmm. and then goes out, mm-hmm. comes home, and is like, engaged. I'm engaged. Yeah. Thoughts? <laughs> Great timing, Poor Bella. Charlie. He had the ring in his pocket. Was he waiting? Yeah. Was he waiting? I, he's this? kept it on him for the last, you know. Yeah. She puts that ring on. She's never fucking taken it off. She's mm-hmm. stuck with that ring forever. So happy for her. <laughs> and that's the end of the chapter. Yes. Now we are just left with one little epilogue. Called Choice. Really interesting chapter titles in Eclipse. Mm-hmm. Jacob POV. Here we go. Jacob is trying to be alone. Leah has followed him. 
Jacob thinks a lot of mean things about Leah. A lot. And he has no right to. Yeah. It's a Rosalie vibe. It's an Edward Rosalie vibe. Yeah, he says, jump off a cliff, Leah. Leah's like, this is really hard for me, actually. Yeah. And that upsets Jacob. And Leah, <laughs> Leah says perhaps the most yep. shocking. This was a shocking a Shocking thing that I have ever read. Which is, she she shares why she's upset. Yeah. She says, can you imagine what this feels like to me? I don't even like Bella Swan. You've got me grieving over this leech lover like I'm in love with her too. Can you see where that might be a little confusing? I dreamed about kissing her last night. What the hell am I supposed to do with that? Ah. Ah. <laughs> so yeah, of course she's pissed about Jacob sulking about this. Yeah. Um, because it's so similar to like what happened with Sam and mm-hmm. Emily. She's trying to get him to get the fuck over it and she's right yeah like it she's right she's yeah she's like he's probably just gonna kill her when he tries oh to my god change her i'm like okay Leah. yeah um you know what i think is interesting yeah when jacob says if you're upset about gender confusion leah dot 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 how do you think the rest of us feel blah 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 i think it's very interesting uh-huh. that they jump straight to gender confusion uh-huh as if leah as a woman could not have yes sexuality confusion yes immediately it's like if you're confused about your gender or like if you're having gender confusion if you're thinking about kissing a girl then you must be having gender confusion yeah because that's the only way you which is like (laughs) you know you i i feel like i've heard like just a couple of stories and i'm never gonna be able to remember like what country this was but Mm -hmm. like the laws in some countries allowing marriage between only men and women, so people transitioning, mm. which was possible, yeah, and then getting married to their, you know, their partners, sure, because they're no longer in same gender relationships or whatever. Great news for trans people. Dr- yeah, <laughs> dream huge, situation. Huge, huge case yeah. to be trans. Um, so I thought that was fascinating. Like Stephanie Meyer yeah. to her, it's like sexuality homosexuality definitely not gender doesn't exist maybe (laughs) yeah that's interesting i mean also absolutely crazy information that we're getting here is that everyone in the pack has to have that kind of thought about sam their leader yeah (laughs) all the time which like apparently leah's thinking that way which i don't fucking buy i don't buy she's over it i think by now yeah what what and he says it's bad enough that emily has to deal with your fixation because, like, Emily's not in the pack and is not experiencing yeah, those Yeah, so, like, why would Emily have to deal with it? Like... Leah's the the maid of honor at their wedding. Yeah. Like, clearly they're getting on okay. They're fine. I don't know. So, that's it's, yeah. That's just Jacob being upset that he I think it's is just, attracted to Sam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, he says something so rude about Leah. Mm-hmm. He says, I remembered back to when I used to think that Leah was pretty, maybe even beautiful. That was a long time ago. No one thought of her that way now, except for Sam. He was never going to forgive himself. <laughs> like it was his fault that she'd turned into this bitter harpy. Yep. What is, like, the scorned woman trope that's mm-hmm. happening here? Yeah. Anyway. It's horrible. Honestly, this whole section is pretty vile. Pretty vile. There was something, it really, really icing on the cake, too, yes. that happened. R word. Yeah. The R slur dropped, dropped by the Jacob. R slur. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, hello? It's yeah. just interesting. Like, it feels like Stephanie Meyer's trying to just, like, communicate that Jacob's in, like, a bad place and is just, like... I think people just said that. Yeah. People and just people definitely did just say that too. back then. Yeah. But no one else has said it. But definitely so has not been yeah. a part of this book so far. Yeah. yeah. There have been some other things that have been said that have been, like, whoa. Yeah. But... 
Like, she definitely makes a lot of comments about... Bipolar. Yeah, bipolar, OCD. Yeah. But yeah, straight up R word. Which I... Yeah, I feel like... And even that became... It became more, like, widespread that that was not okay before it has, you know, sunk in for people not to be like, haha, bipolar. I skipped a page. Which page? Did you not read 626, 627? Yeah, I didn't. I forgot that I did not read. I must have skipped over the part. I my my, my fingers like skipped the page where, um, oh, wow. Edward, Edward writes a letter to Jacob. Wait, hang on a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) you should read this. Take a second. Okay. okay. Wow. Okay. (laughs) So I missed this page. Jacob does receive a wedding invitation. Yeah. And a letter. Yeah. Billy is like nervous to tell him about it Mm because he knows it's going to affect him. So it's a an ivory envelope with petal printed see through pages that mm-hmm. Jacob feels is not Bella's style, and it's like sure. It's also it's like a Bella wedding probably style. doesn't care. Yeah, she doesn't give a shit. She's like this isn't. It's not like having the wedding not be in her style is something she's gonna care about. Yeah, like, it's like how you don't care about so many things. So many, and it's <laughs> really perplexing to people. Yeah, yeah. Like my grandma's like my grandma's like oh we can't wear blue because the the bridal party's wearing blue and I'm like I don't care you can wear whatever you want she's like can I wear she was like can I wear a floor length white ball gown I was like I really I wish would you would not even bat an eye I yeah. wish you would yeah she's like oh, I can wear red can I wear black and I'm like you can wear whatever you want <laughs> Jacob is like he always does this too he always, he's always like oh. The Bella, the real Bella isn't like this. And yeah. it's like, when are you going to fucking accept that maybe you don't know everything about her? Right. Like, it's not, it hasn't worked. <laughs> there, the letter is from Edward, mm-hmm. and it says, Jacob, I'm breaking the rules by sending you this. She was afraid of hurting you, and she didn't want to make you feel obligated in any way. But I know that if things had gone the other way, I would have wanted the choice. I promise I will take care of her. Thank you for her, for everything, Edward. <laughs> if you we're in this situation if you got if you got i'm oh, going yeah you're going yeah. yeah for sure there's not a wedding in the world that you could invite me to that i would not go to <laughs> weddings are the pinnacle of gossip getting yeah i went to a wedding that i knew the i knew the couple was never gonna work out mm-hmm. and i will not say who it was <laughs> but i knew it was doomed yeah and my, like, I, the people that I was going with were like, God, do we really have to go to this? Yeah. And I was like, I would rather die than miss this occasion. Yeah. <laughs> this is the social event of a century. Like, <laughs> this is the moment I'm going. So even if, even if you're in love with the bride. Yeah. Most I'm definitely. going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going and I'm going to make it about me. (laughs) For sure. In a really respectful way. Yeah. I really genuinely, like, I can't think of a wedding I wouldn't go to. Mm -hmm. Damn. Invite me to your wedding. If it's feasible for me to get there, I'll probably come. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this goes for anyone. (laughs) Yeah, anyone listening. I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. Some people hate a wedding. I love a wedding. Mm -hmm. No, they're fun. Big party. And you'd think that I wouldn't, based on how little I care about my own. Sure. And the details. But I love going to a wedding. Yeah. I mean, I guess I feel similarly. Mm -hmm. Like, I wouldn't, I don't want one for myself. But I find helping you plan yours to be very fun. Mm -hmm. And being at them is fun, too. Oh, yeah. We have the range. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, okay, so yeah. We okay. should get a P.O. box so people can invite us to their weddings. <laughs> <laughs> we Physical invitations. <laughs> if you drop are getting those. married, DM me. I will. D- I'll drop you my address. Yes. <laughs> you can send me an invitation. <laughs> And I'll um, come and I'll wear whatever you want me to. Our post, that's our post-gender forking project. Actually, our next podcast is going to be uh, about wedding crashes. <laughs> yeah, we should do that. I bet we could get people to invite us to their weddings oh, to have could. episodes on Oh, them. that'd be so fun. That'd be so fun. <laughs> oh. So, um, that's crazy. Edward wrote this letter. Yeah. So he's invited Jacob to the wedding now. That's when this mm-hmm. happens. Okay. I forgot that. And, um. Jacob's upset. Billy is like, Jacob, we only have one table. He's gripping. He's gripping. gripping it. He's about to break the table. Yeah. And he runs out and phases and his his boys are trying to comfort him and he really just wants to be alone. Yeah. Sam is the one that's like, please let him go be alone and tells Jacob, come back when you can. Mm-hmm. Jacob's he's, not sure he's going to do that. He's leaving the boy behind. Yeah. He's going wolf form and running far away and the pain of, of being in his human form is, is too much. He says... I actually really enjoyed this part of the narration. I thought it was yeah. really pretty. He's running away, letting Jacob Black disappear behind him. And he says, I wouldn't be the first one to choose this form over the other. That's true. So he's considering... Staying. Full-time wolfdom. Yeah. Appealing for sure. Mm-hmm. And that is the end of Eclipse. We did it. We did it. We did it. Yay. And I did read the acknowledgments. There's some thank yous to some people who had set up like a Twilight MySpace page. And I love that. <laughs> when will we get our thank you? <laughs> uh, well, no, she does say, she does say um, the final thank you. Most of all, a gargantuan thank you to all my fans. I believe my fans are the most attractive, intelligent, exciting, and dedicated fans in the whole world. I wish I could give you each a big hug and a Porsche 911 Turbo. <laughs> I would take neither. Yeah, I'm good. But thank you. <laughs> I'm good on both. Thanks. We finished Eclipse, all 629 pages of it. And Breaking Dawn, even, even longer, longer, I think, so. It's really three books, if you think about it. It's gonna I be... think it's going to be more fun. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited and horrified, and I think there's there's going to be, like, some new themes for us to explore, and we're going to yeah. get more time yeah. with a lot of characters that we haven't had as much time with, I think. Re- recurring podcast character Helen yeah. has just watched Breaking Dawn Part 2 mm. for the first time. Oh, I love that. And they said that it is one of their favorite movies now mm-hmm. and that they wish they could immediately rewatch it for the first time over again. I know. It's so hard when, you, when yeah. you've watched it because you can't do it ever yeah. again for the first time. Yeah. It, you only get one first time watching Breaking Dawn. Um, if one of us ever gets amnesia. <laughs> we're watching Breaking Dawn immediately. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Rolling up to the hospital with the DVD. Yeah. You might not remember me, but. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta see this. We're gonna make some memories. <laughs> it's a core part of who you are. It's just a joy. I mean, we've, I feel like we've long known the joy of, of making people Mm-hmm. engage with it right for the yeah. for the first watching time watching people watch twilight is so fun yeah yeah for sure well well oh my god thanks for listening to yeah. this whole thanks for sticking shit, through this whole year um well it's been it was mostly last year <laughs> i thought there was part of me that thought we would be done <laughs> in 2022 <laughs> nah. and this is going to be 2023 the year of breaking dawn we might not even finish it this year. I don't year. think we will, honestly. It's, it's long. We're gonna, we're, we got a lot going on. It's long. We have a busy year. We're bringing, we're bringing the podcast into 2024. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll finish. We might even... I was thinking we'd finish this podcast when we were, like, 
27, but I think we might I, even yeah, be 28. We, we, we could be 30 <laughs> could if be you 30. think about it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much. Tune in next time for our thoughts on the short second life of Brie Tanner. Yeah. However long this, how long is it? I don't know. We might have to break it into two episodes. Yeah. Oh, it's actually longer than I thought. Wow. The pages are small, though. Like, yeah. there's not that much text on oh, the page. Oh, yeah. We'll see. But it is 178 pages. I'll probably do part one, part two. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you for that. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> for something like that. Until next No promises. <laughs> That's all for us. listening to gender forking a twilight saga podcast all seasons are now streaming anywhere podcasts can be found to stay updated about the podcast follow us on instagram at at gender forking for more twilight content from us follow us at bullingsherbellas.tumblr.com with questions comments and any other inquiries please email us at bullingsherbellas at gmail.com if you like what you hear and want to support the upkeep and production of our podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash genderforking. The music you are hearing is from O. Lucifer.